Pogthrabio. What do you drinkio? Oh. Me drinkio un passionless player. Yeah. Is, is that, that what, what it's we, called? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Is that what we, had, like, literally the last time we podcasted? Is that I what we I think it is. Let's say yes. Yeah. Um, it is good, but, like, melty, and it's the passion fruit drink with grapefruit, vodka, and tequila. I don't know if I put tequila in it last time, but there's tequila in everything today. Yeah, tequila, tequila. we have to drink away the pain. Yeah. No more woofy. Hey, we're not there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that is that too soon? Yes. <laughs> what are you drinking, Strange Pork? Same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, just just a comment on like we're both busy as fuck and. Oh, uh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna apologize. I am gonna apologize. It's been how many months? It's like, been a it's been a hefty distance. Since a hefty distance. Podcast of last. Yeah, and last what does it take? To bring us back, fucking chaos. Oh, it's absolutely um, madness. Yeah, yeah. It's been like a hurricane up in here. Oh, oh, get out of my house! It's your house. It's my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a really good drink. Um, it's soothing my aching tear holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think. It's been just an absolute batshit day as far as free agency goes. I thought I you were going to make another pun. No. I thought you were ramping up for no, a pun. Oh, that would have been good. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I was coming back down to earth, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. How dare you? It's been a crazy free agency in that, I mean, an absolute star player in J- Johnny Gaudreau was available. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Columbus, the most boring irrelevant team in the like Johnny Gaudreau put up 110 points last year he's fantastic Johnny Hockey is the shit (laughs) and he goes and like he's like from New Jersey and so everyone's like New Jersey oh my god right yeah Jack Hughes and all these dudes and fucking Johnny Gaudreau and it's the best and he's like and Columbus for less money at seven years wow everyone was throwing money at this at this kid like here's 11 or 12 million dollars a year do you think it's a girl <laughs> <laughs> yes it's just like it's totally a girl gotta go to columbus yeah she probably makes really good ham and cheese sandwiches oh fuck yeah yeah i mean is I it ann <laughs> it's totally an ann he basically did that yeah yeah so um <laughs> way I to mean, plant johnny <laughs> it's too bad the shark's just gonna get all the gaudreaux's just like that would have been the best. Yeah, just he, just he start gone, collecting Gaudreaux. I mean, New York could have gotten him because that's where uh, Barkley is. Yeah. So, yeah, then you could have Gaudreau and Gaudreau. Gaudreau, Gaudreau. Yeah. Um. So yeah, how do we want to? Do we want to talk about like the day as it started and go up to the most recent, like kind of like explore the day as the Sharks did recap. I I think so in that like the big the big news is at the end of the day. The big news is at the end of the day. I mean, it happened early. Oh, really? Yeah, the trade happened in the morning. Really? Yeah. According to the little transaction thing, it's like the most recent. That's I mean, why. that's that's when the news broke. Like I Oh, well, I moved some I'm sheep off, around. Well, I guess, like, yeah, the news. and then I came in, and Brent Burns was a hurricane. 
but I didn't, you know, I didn't tell you because I didn't want to ruin your day. Uh, yeah. But you know, I mean, that's that's. A, let's just talk about. Okay, the truth. am I reading this backwards then, where it's like that one first, and then the most recent? Being I don't know how you're Austin. reading it. Strange. Top to bottom. Okay, great. It happened. The news broke earlier Fine. in the day. Can you? I just... had a whole idea where I was like, we're going to talk through all these players in the order that they got them, and now I'm questioning my life. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I the order in which they got them. Let's let's. Fine. Shatter my dreams, Hogdrop. I mean, now I feel bad. But so, no, I mean, if the burns thing happened early, I didn't find out till I got off work today. Yeah, can I can I make a frappuccino out of your dream shatters? Sure. Are they that cold? I mean, I'll I'll put them in with ice. That's how you can drink glass, right? So yeah, so. glassachino. <laughs> glassachino. <laughs> all the bitches love those. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, really cleansing. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the cleansing bitches don't drink frappuccinos. No. Those no. are just they, like... No, because, like, caffeine... J-Lo doesn't drink caffeine, so that's bad. No, it reminds me of just, like, the people... Caffeine makes the your butt small. The people in high school who would show up with an iced coffee every day, you know, like from Dutch Bros or something. Oh, man. Yeah. Those that's... are the frappuccino drinkers. But Dutch Bros... This is West Coast only, so it's not a very good reference. But. It's a great reference, first of all. Um, I it's feel... like the Duncan. No, it's not even. No, it's more niche than no, Duncan. No. It it there's I don't know that there's a comparable because the whole thing is drive up coffee, and yeah. that's a that's a very West Coast thing. But regardless, um, not coffee shaming. Definitely coffee shaming. <laughs> um. Um. Okay. So, regardless. You just want to talk about Brent Burns, so let's fucking do it. The, I mean, we're kind of there, and then we talk about thinking, comedy. I, think you know? I was thought we were going to lead up to it, but you just keeping like, oh, Brent Burns, hey, Brent Burns. It's a so big let's deal. Do, let's do it. It is. Are we going to push it off? Yep, we're just, yeah, we're going to blow our load early. It's fine. That's how I... You know how I am. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, you're disappointed, like <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. You're just All right. flashing it in front of me, hoping oh. I'll react. <laughs> Now I sound like a criminal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. So Brent Burns gets traded to the Carolina Hurricanes. The Sharks retain uh, like three million, like 30, 30 some odd percent, thirty four percent of his salary. Mm -hmm. So the Canes are basically getting Brent Burns for five and a half million dollars for three more years. Okay. He's thirty seven. Mm -hmm. He had a respectable year last year like yeah. he, he he was good between him and Carlson in this experiment that didn't work and mm -hmm. was a terrible idea he was the uh, he was good he was he was solid Carlson had good stretches but then he got hurt right and then he's gone uh, Carlson looked resurgent from how terrible he was but like Burns played the full year and was pretty decent you know, uh, he, it's not like he's going to score 29 goals again. Right. But good player. Had a, had a good year. So there is some value there. Mm -hmm. And so from that end of things, regardless of whatever else you think about the trade or what they got back or mm -hmm. any mm -hmm. of that shit, the Sharks have or had 8 million in burns tied up 
for three years. Sure. Carlson's on the books for six more years at mm-hmm. eleven and a half million, and Vlasic for eight thousand more years at seven million. Mm-hmm. That is a shitload of money tied up in three players. And they just signed Hurdle for yeah, yeah, eight by eight, yeah, yeah. or like eight point one or 8.5 or something yeah Yeah. so eight more years of hurdle which i love we knew that there was gonna be a sacrifice is a strong word sacrifice (laughs) we you know like they can't hang on to all these like long-term expensive contracts and we talked about brent burns potentially being traded and how that would make us sad but it's a he has value we talked about him uh going to the kraken yeah like this, this should have happened a year ago or two years ago. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Doug Wilson was so delusional, and the Sharks were so delusional to be like, "We're gonna make it back to the playoffs." Yeah, that was the bullshit they were slinging, and I'm glad that that's not the case under Mike Greer. Right. If for nothing else, I get the value, and and what Greer said he did is he was gonna like talk to Brent Burns and let him decide. And he said, you know, as a player, as you get older, you want to win and you need that competitive edge and that fire to motivate you. And if if that's what he wants to do, I understand. And we'll let him sort of lead the discussion. Mm-hmm. Which I think sounds he approached him kind of respectfully. Yeah. Saying, do you want to do you want to move your no trade clause or your three? T- he had a three team limited no trade clause. Um, in order to get you to get you to a cup contender or you know a good team, a playoff right. team. Um, and I I I totally respect all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's are the Canes the real playoff team? That's a great fucking question, Strange Fork. <laughs> I didn't really think so. Okay. So this brings up the part of the Canes thing. Yeah. That like. I like the Hurricanes. They're fun, but like, who do they have? Sebastian Ajo and Sveshnikov? They have question marks in goal. They always do. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they had Dougie Hamilton, who came in and was an absolute star, and then they didn't want to pay him. And so he left. Right. And he went to New Jersey, of all places. And then New Jersey disappointed yet again, because New Jersey just could not get its shit together. And so they brought in noted good guy all around, Tony D'Angelo. Mm. <laughs> I actually did more of a deep dive oh, today yeah. on Tony D'Angelo, and it turns out he's kind of a piece of shit. Like, oh, great, yeah. Kind of, and so people... So people aren't lying about that. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> like, but... Uh, I thought it was like, oh, he he said some bad stuff in the OHL, but like in the OHL, you're 16. Like I don't know, people can grow, people can change. Yeah. Um, I get that. And then it was like, no, he like hit a ref, and then like watch, he was he, he like threw a stick at a player for an empty net goal. Mm-hmm. Like he's just kind of immature. He was benched multiple times mm-hmm. on the Rangers for being immature. Like. He seems like he has some serious problems. Like, right. this would be, like, the player Ryan Merkley, if Ryan Merkley didn't get his shit together, would, like, that's the dark path. Mm. It's, like, someone who's really talented. He put up, like, 50 points as a defenseman. Right. Very skilled player, but, like, kind of too competitive or whatever. Like, has has some issues. Um, 
And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, the Canes get Tony D'Angelo. After one season of Tony D'Angelo, they're like, bye, Tony mm-hmm. D'Angelo. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so he's gone, and they need a replacement for a right-handed offensive defenseman. Yeah, well, there you go. Brent Burns. Yeah. Brent Burns is that guy. Now, is do I believe in the rest of this team? No. Later today, the Carolina Hurricanes made a trade for Max Pacioretty oh. from the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Max Pacioretty does one thing. Mm-hmm. He scores fucking goals. Yeah. That is what he does. So with him and Burns, they might actually be trying to maybe pull off like a Pavsy Burnsy yeah, kind of situation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Patch is that kind of player, but sure. but like Pacioretty's a fucking goal scorer. Mm-hmm. It, it. I don't care how old he gets or how slow he gets. The dude has a great fucking shot. Mm-hmm. I I think at worst he's gonna be like resurgent james neal right and he'll be functional and so you know what they had to trade though mm. future considerations they got max patch oh my for god free, for free because the vegas golden knights have fucked up their cap so badly this is your bean game strategy this future considerations that's what i'm going to use now instead of ennui yeah i'm the vegas golden knights and the bean game yeah and like I just, it's so tragic and sad and hilarious and weird that mm-hmm. the Vegas Golden Knights make these big deals. Like, bringing in Max Pacioretty was a big deal. They traded Nick Suzuki, who's a good player and their top Well, I mean, prospect, they're just taking a gamble. Every fucking time. Kane it's, should go there. Yeah. Because it's a team of addicts. Yeah. It's run by addicts. <laughs> they, they traded Max Pacioretty away for free. They had a bad year last year, but they were injured. Yeah. And and it it really I don't really even think it was Pete DeBoer's fault. I think the team just kind of fell apart from injury. They fired him, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. He's in Dallas now. Yeah. Be, they have the attention span of like I don't know, fucking well, goldfish. They got spoiled their first year and That's so they're like, "Oh, no win, no like you." Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy over there. So they they gave Max Pacioretty away for free. Who's a good goal scorer, veteran dude i i think that and brent burns i'm like okay carolina's like they're ramping up maybe they're loading up yeah yeah i i think they're 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 gonna be like maybe not as loaded as florida Mm -hmm. but from last year but but that that trajectory okay so I mean, at least Brent Burns didn't go to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, thank fuck for that, right? Because we know how that goes. Oh, they would rip him apart, too. Because we know how Brent Burns plays oh. defense. Oh, yeah. No, he's messy. Can Lovely, you, but messy. Uh-huh. Can you imagine the day? Like, there were there was a one-minute, no, two-minute-long video on TSN talking about the Brent Burns trade. Ten seconds of it were about the Brent Burns trade. There was a five-minute video, and then, like, three other videos about the Toronto Maple Leafs goalies. Oh my gosh. Like, the amount of scrutiny and coverage Toronto gets is insane. And for everyone... There's, like... There were, there were like, hours of coverage talking about who the Leafs scratched forward was going to be. Like, people just navel-gaze so hard into that team. And I cannot imagine having Brent fucking Burns on that team, Mm -hmm. who's, like, Mr. Check Everybody... 
don't play the puck, like, little fuck Pinky ups. suit. Yeah. yeah, all that shit, man. Like, he's gotten a lot better, but, like... He's a little bit of chaos. He's total chaos. It's I remember talking about him. Sometimes very effective chaos, him but versus also chaos. Victor Hedman, like they had the exact same situation. Burns checked the guy, and and the puck went in the net. Hedman played the puck and cleared the puck out and saved a goal. Like that's those two players mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Um, great fucking great fucking offensive defenseman. Yeah. But like, holy hell, he's he's chaos. Yeah. And I think the Canes can handle that. Mm-hmm. But. They might have to shore up their goaltending. I've sure. never believed in whoever the fuck they have now. But anyway, regardless. So, not the worst team for Burns to be on. I think it's a good team. I think it's trending up. Okay. Um, well, I'm sad to see him go. I think that, for me, being a Sharks fan is... I mean, all the players that I really associate with the Sharks now are kind of... I mean, like, there's, like, newer players I associate with the Sharks, but, like, the names... Like Pavelski, Thornton, Burns, Burns. and Marlowe. All gone. Are all gone. Yeah, man. So, um, I think. That's a big deal. I think this shark shot is mostly for Brent Burns for this moment right now because we've shark shotted Thornton and Marlowe in the past, but it's also kind of all of them. That's a great point, Strange Fork. It's the finality of an era. He's the final piece of that era. Yeah. Of those cup contending teams. And and what the team was with those players at the helm. Yeah. Beard bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. The beard bros. Like, that whole... Like, there have been lots of players that have come and gone under them, but they've always been there. Yeah. And now all of those figureheads are not on the Sharks anymore. Doug Wilson's also gone. Right. And this is the only piece of finality we've actually gotten... In the last three years. In mm-hmm. this last season, Doug Wilson was just, like, sort of away. Yeah. And not present and sick. So, like, it, it's just been this weird fade out. Like, fade to black. Mm-hmm. Like, Marlo retired, and it was, like, one day of media coverage, and, like, everybody's moved on. It's, like, right. it's been this, like, slow fade out without satisfying conclusive things and this trade is actually one of them so i think it's a good one to shark shot yeah so i've got here it's a new tequila that was recommended to me it's a trace generations oh trace generations it's got a c-i-o-n-e-s french tequila generations 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 okay great um, it's a... Generation. <laughs> Tres generaciones. Oh, God. It's a repasado. All right. And, uh, yeah, it was recommended by the person at the liquor store. So, let's see how it is. Let's try it out. Three, three generations of sharks, players. Nice. That was a good sound. <sighs> that is a lot of tequila in these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good that's oh. really good actually that's really nice that's like a it's not it's kind of smoky at the end yeah yeah mm. it's got a little smokiness but it's not real bitey it's pretty smooth it has like a really light body to it like mm-hmm. you know um i'm kind of getting notes of rhombus and oh, like yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. sensing turquoise in deep in the effervescence of it you mm-hmm. know a hint of orange yeah um and and beards yeah it's got a it's got a real 
sweaty mouthfeel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, end of an era. So on a, a last note about this trade, because we're focusing on the Brent Burns portion of it, but yes. it was actually Brent Burns and Lane Peterson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That okay, got there's, traded. There's to... so much on this fucking trade. Okay. So so, so let me just read the full yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Sharks trade Bent Burns. Bent? Bent. <laughs> the tequila's <laughs> already hitting. Wow. The Sharks trade... Brent Burns. We, we all wish he wasn't straight, but alas. <laughs> Lane Peter. I mean, who says he is? I mean, he's got a wife. He has two kids. Doesn't mean anything. He literally that has not- a beard. Okay. The Sharks trade <laughs> Brent Burns and Lane Peterson to the Carolina Hurricanes, and they acquire Stephen Lorenz and Etu Makiniemi. And a conditional third round pick. Oh, okay. I missed that part. The conditional third, basically, the Flyers have like two thirds and it's the shittiest one. Like whichever one is lower. The Flyers? Or sorry. It, it was, it was, the Hurricanes had a pick from the Flyers. From the Flyers. Okay. This whole thing. I think it was part of the D'Angelo trade. Got it, got it, got it. He went. So regardless, a third round pick, which... The Sharks gave up their third round pick mm-hmm. for this upcoming draft in the Luke Coonan deal, which we'll talk about separately. But they basically get that third round pick back. They are paying $3 million of his salary. Mm-hmm. And then they get these two other guys. Right. So one would hope these two other guys are like something. Sure. Because otherwise... This is a little future consideration. See, if you look at the whole, like in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things, you give up a third round pick and you get back probably a shittier pick. You like your third rounder as the Sharks this yeah. season is probably going to worth be worth more than anything the Carolina Hurricanes have. Right. Unless they have the Arizona Coyotes third rounder. Like the third round, you're you're a ways in into the draft. You're in the like nineties. Hundred top one hundred players, the the skill drop off is pretty big, so it's kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, you're paying three million dollars to a player who's not playing for you. You've right. replenished a pick you lost, so it's a net neutral, and you got rid of a player who was useless, but mm-hmm. the former coach used to really like. I wanted to like Lane Peterson. Sure. He was not good. And, like, I watched the games he played, and I the stats were really bad. But, like, it just... He was just ineffective. I did not see effective fourth line minutes. Like, mm-hmm. even, even little stuff, and, like, since I've started playing beer league, like, I appreciate things a bit more. Sure. When the Sharks played Jasper... Jasper was good. Jasper went to the net. Mm-hmm. Like, Jasper was in the right spots. Lane Peterson, as far as I saw, did not do that shit. Right. And and I just... And they kept playing him. They kept playing him over Jasper Weatherby. And it was so fucking stupid, the way this season, this last season went, mm-hmm. that for a lot of kind of diehards are like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God they got rid of Lane Peterson. Well, and just, like, at a glance, he had 29 games played this last season on the Sharks. Mm -hmm. No goals, two assists. His plus-minus is minus 16. Elite. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. His Corsi 4 is 40. 
5.4. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Um, no. That's so, not good. Like, I get, as a as a defensive fourth-line role, mm-hmm. it's hard to put up a lot of points. But, like, your job is to not... Plus-minus is shit, but when it's real drastic, it yeah. does say something. And if you're... Minus 16 in 29 games mm-hmm. with a low Corsi 4. That means you're not blocking a lot of shots. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's fairly cheap. Great. He's like a 0.7 mil player. Oh, for like, sure. Player. He's, like, but he's replacement level. Yeah. You could get better. The so whole they, point. So they give away Brent Burns with Lane Peterson. You know, he's just kind of, it's like, also, please take this guy. Uh-huh. Um, you can have our shiny player. Yeah. But you have to take this one, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think I think getting um, rid of Lane Peterson is good. And he was tall too, right? He was like six something. Uh, large. He's child. six foot. Six feet. Oh, so he's under yeah. under the limit. Yeah, he's he's right yeah. at six foot. Yeah. So, um, but I yeah, think, I think getting rid of Lane Peterson is a good thing. Did mm. you have any thoughts about Lane Peterson? Because this was someone we talked about when they traded for him. Uh huh. I. You know, looking at his numbers and everything, like I'm not wedded to him. I think it's fine to get rid of him. I not think a player that... you notice. When no, you not games. terribly. Um, yeah. yeah. I did look up a little bit about Lorenz and Mekiniemi. Yeah. So I have some intel on Lorenz. Okay, great. I will share with you. Do you want me to give just like his base stats real quick before you go yeah, into okay, intel? Okay, okay. okay. I'm just excited about my intel. So Lorenz yes. is 26 years old. He shoots left. He's six foot four inches, two oh six pounds. Mm. Very important. Big, big yeah. boy. <laughs> oh, oh, he actually, yeah, he's quite tall. Um, okay, so last season, he had eight goals, five assists in sixty-seven games. Okay. His Corsi four is fifty-five point five. Ooh. So that's that's the base stats that I gathered for him. Small sample size ish. How many games? Sixty. Sixty-seven. Okay, so that's actually a good sample it's size. Decent, yeah. And that's a good Corsi four. That means he's blocking shots, taking shots. Mm-hmm. If I remember how Corsi works, it's one you of would old, know better than only me. Old advanced stats. It's old school. No one uses that shit anymore. Everyone's about expected goals for, but I don't quite understand how that one works, and I don't quote stats. Get off my lawn. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that I feel like old timey quoting an old like advanced analytic because the National Hockey League there's a lot of people who still don't even use analytics at all. Right, and you're not an analytics person typically. So there's like a few things not that you really. there's look this, at, but so this is you a don't much, really care. This is a much larger thing, but yeah. like in hockey and in hockey Twitter, there is this war between the ultra analytics crowd and the like anti-analytics people Mm -hmm. and then there's everyone i think who actually works in hockey who's kind of like realistically in between Mm -hmm. and they go like yeah uh, each team has their benefits to each team has their own analytics department that is measuring certain things um whatever they deem important Mm -hmm. it's not called coursey but i'm sure they have metrics for like effectiveness of your shots and shots you're blocking and trying defense and offense and all that shit and then they they marry that with the eye test. Now some teams only do eye test, and they don't give a fuck about your analytics. The Colorado Avalanche care a lot about the eye test. Literally, like read the letters Z. Yes. A- yep. E- yeah, yep. Okay. Great. Yeah. No. All it is is it just spells 
play the fucking body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> fucking compete yeah. is all it says. Um, and if, if you can't get to the end of that, if you can't read the last E, you're off Done. the squad, bud. Yeah, so uh, you didn't pass your eye test. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's why all these players need elite vision. No. So um, <laughs> the main thing is that the main argument here is like, Teams that pay attention to analytics, like the Kraken, and uh, allegedly, um, allegedly the Sharks, but they kind of do a half and half approach, sure. is what Boogner did. Um, the team that just won the Cup in the Colorado Avalanche is very like analytically minded, mm-hmm. um, and so the, as a copycat league. The hope is, like, oh, more people go with analytics. But, like, there's this kind of, like, toxic vitriol in either camp, in this very, like, red state, blue state, like, the problems in society type of thing. Like, the NHL doesn't listen to analytics. This is bullshit. And then, like, uh, hockey bros going, like, watch the fucking games. Analytics don't matter. Like, Tyler Sagan in the... Uh, Stanley Cup final in the bubble when asked about like oh your team's like got the lowest uh, analytical score of like in lowest save percentage in the Stanley Cup final forever and he goes well it goes to show you how meaningless all advanced mm. analytics are and then people are like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. typically the thing where it has value is in these in-between players. Because sure. realistically, Connor McDavid is great. And he's great to watch from the eye test. And he's great analytically. Mm-hmm. That's an easy fucking call. Right. It's the players who are kind of in-between that are tough to evaluate. And that's where like a stat for like uh, Lorenz right. having a high Corsi, that means something to me. Because mm-hmm. that means this guy is generating shots. And maybe they're shitty shots. But he's generating shots. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily scoring, which was a huge problem for the Sharks mm-hmm. last year, but he's a positive impact. He's a positive impact player where like Lane Peterson is like on the ice for a lot of goals against and under 50% yeah. possession or shot blocking. So what I'm hearing is that, yeah, this is basically like standardized testing in schools and how it doesn't accurately reflect all students, yeah. right? And so, like, you can look at their test scores. You're still on this eye test thing as being a real y- test. Yeah. You really want it to be a real test. Well, if you're just like, well, like, the stats, like, don't matter for some players, but they kind of show the in-between players. Like, it just feels like yeah. like school. Like, standardized testing is bullshit. Yeah. But also kind of makes some sense, it maybe. Sort of, it's, it's a standard. Anyway. Uh, so give Basic. me your juicy gossip. I want the tea on okay. the rents. Okay. Okay. We got so, sidetracked. From user spent gladiator seventy seven. Wow. Um, he called you out. No, I'm, I'm not call out. I'm I know. Crediting. Well, I mean, like, yeah. Shout out too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice save on that. One. <laughs> uh, They're not listening. It's fine. He doesn't look great on paper. And he's never going to be a top six guy. But the kid works his ass off, buys into the system, and does everything you ask of him. He fought his way onto our roster, uh, past guys who were more heralded or expected because he wanted it more. He was a fan favorite in Carolina, and as hyped as I am about this trade, I'm sad to see him go. Mm. So, 
from a fan who watched the games. Uh-huh. I don't know this fucking player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really watch Carolina Hurricanes games, especially not for their fourth line shifts. Right. <laughs> um, you know how I feel about the fourth line. Yeah. Right. Uh, sorry, the second six. Uh huh. Um, but <laughs> basically, equality. <laughs> Equity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, it sounds like Lorenz, at best, like best case scenario, best comparable... Has gumption. ...is like a a more physical Jonas Donskoy, Mm. when Jonas Donskoy's at his best. Mm -hmm. Now, Donskoy probably scored more, Mm -hmm. so that's a high-end upside. Yeah. But maybe, like, when, when you watch him place or he's like Cogliano Cogliano works his ass off mm-hmm. he's just always chasing every play and I fucking love that mm-hmm. like I love to watch that right so it sounds like he's kind of a a larger um larger more physical player mm-hmm. but who like goes to the corners and like grinds but has a lot of motor and energy mm-hmm. if that makes sense sure yeah and it seems like makes that- me excited to see him yeah. yeah, yeah, that fits the mold of the type of player Greer is acquiring. Mm. That is, that is, I think, the ideal version of what Greer is acquiring. Now, the real question is, is that useful? Is that going to be a good building block for this team? Like, is that a good model? I mean, who knows? This whole team seems to be a little bit shaken up at yeah. this point, so... Is that um, decent for this season? Fine, I, I guess. I mean, the old way of the Sharks balancing a team hasn't worked for the past three years. So no. uh, that you know, so in a way, it's like who's to say what's going to work for this team because we don't fucking know. Muppets dropping mitts podcast <laughs> say the way to win. No, but that's that's the whole problem with the stats crowd is they're like this is the way to win, right? And usually it tends towards like you need an entire team of five foot eight super skilled Russian dudes mm-hmm. and. That doesn't actually work. Sounds <laughs> like bot propaganda. It's like, you need a bunch of Russians. Dude, I never <laughs> thought of it that way. <laughs> All the advanced stats nerds are, are bots. Russian bots. Yeah, yeah. they're Russian bots. Okay, well. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Etu Makaniemi mm. is a goalie. Goaltender. Yeah. yeah. Six foot three. Nice. 23 years old. Kay. 176 pounds. Signed a two-year .8 mil. It's like uh, an entry level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another fucking goalie prospect. Yeah, so I was actually going to ask, I mean, like, you've been, I mean, you're you're definitely leading this conversation, but you were the one who mentioned to me the other day, there are all these goalie, like, prospects that are out there, and, like, uh, the Sharks have three currently, and are they going to mm-hmm. trade one of them, and, like, what's going to happen? And so they've gotten another I'm- goaltender prospect, so now that makes four. And oh, God. They, no, they have, like, three other goalies in their system. Like, they already have their their. Do you think they're going to AHL them? No. There's no room. Yeah. Like, it, they, they have the goalie they drafted... I think his name's Goodrow as well. Goodrow! <laughs> I'm not, unless I'm mistaken, he was the I'll guy on Sarnia. But it was basically like Casa Wallstat, this guy. Mm-hmm. And it might be Boudreaux. Fuck, I can't remember. Bad hug throb. But they have it's their not- goalie they drafted. They have Magnus Krona. They let go of 
uh, Melnichuk, um, they have Zach Sachenko, and they still have Zachary Amond. Um, they have Magnus Krona. Mm-hmm. They have this, uh, what's his fucking name guy? I'm trying to look it up right no, now. No, 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 so. like the dude they traded. Oh, uh, Makiniemi. Makiniemi. So they have like 7,000 goalie prospects because they've wiped it all clean. I don't really care that they have a bunch of goalie prospects. My whole point is like, this is a, a damning review of the organization's goalie depth because they have given up excuse me, on all their goalies. And, like, Melnichuk wasn't amazing or anything. Mm -hmm. But he looked like a a goalie who you could develop. But they're just like, nope, cut ties, bring in a new one. They are just, like, revolving during this shit and completely cleaned house. And, and weirdly, uh, Nabokov, the former, like, Sharks legend, is, who's the goalie development coach, is the Mm -hmm. only coaching staff person who's been kept on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Him and John McCarthy. Um, but McCarthy's like the player development coach. So like they've completely clean slated with goalie prospects and they have all of these goalie prospects and I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with them. Right. And the thing I'm mad about is at the NHL level, they have three goalies like Reimer's a starter, Hill and Kakinen should also be a starter, but they're kind of young. So mm-hmm. I don't know, let them battle it out. But Reimer was for sure the best mm-hmm. hands down. And it is a goalie carousel, and every team is trading for a goalie, and it's this big deal to have a goalie. Like, the Caps, the Washington Capitals went and got um, uh, Darcy Kemper mm-hmm. and signed him long-term because they're going to go try and cup chase with Darcy fucking Kemper. And the Leafs are, like, worried that their goaltending isn't solid enough. And all this shit's out there, and there's not a single sliver of the Sharks being involved in any of this. Right. So they're just sitting on three goalies and acquiring more goalies. Like, for what? What is this goalie horde? Mm -hmm. Why? Are you dropping the mitts? Yeah, (laughs) I am. I am dropping the mitts. Muppets. Dropping. Muppets. I didn't realize we had an interim. I just just made it up. (laughs) We have to, like, yeah, we have to, like, interim into... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I miss I miss the old uh, human soundboard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're too cheap for a real soundboard. You honestly, fucking me. Honestly, like, aren't we all just soundboards? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, I am like a human xylophone. There's a lot of buttons. Yeah, yeah. Um, that goalie's name, by the way, is Benjamin Gaudreau. G- I was right. G A U D R E A U. Yeah, the the natural Gadru- spelling. Gadru. Gadru. Gadrux. Yeah. Benjamin Gadru. Um. So. Fucking hell. I I I'm yeah. I should have declared a, a mitt drop before, but I'm basically dropping the mitt. I did. Yeah, you seemed a little board. heated about it. Yeah, you're like. Why fuck? aren't they trading Reimer or Hill or one of their three? And why the fuck... It, it seems clear to me that Greer is not stupid and he's not going to try and make the playoffs. So get rid of Reimer. Mm. Trade him. He's mm-hmm. cheap. He's on like a $2 million a year deal. Like, if you need to retain half of that for one year, So you do think it. they Who get cares? rid of the best one? Yes, because the point is to suck this season, mm-hmm. but improve. I think if this, if this team is smart the way I would do it 
Because GM Hogthrob. GM Hogthrob would realize that you're not going to beat the coyotes who mm-hmm. like literally just need human bodies to play. Um, I because I think they're literally trying to play like Wile E. Coyote like on the <laughs> ice, like the mascot oh, yeah. will be Great. center one yeah. C. If not, I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> um, we should go to a Coyotes game, honestly. Yes, because they're it's those tickets have to be cheap. Yeah, you should come with me next time I go to Arizona. We should we should do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll look up when the sharks the schedule was released. Okay, so yeah, we'll yeah, look yeah. Up when the um, but. The Coyotes are terrible, like, and they're intentionally terrible. Chicago is trying to be as bad as they possibly can. They're selling their best players because their players will their best players will help them score goals and win, and they mm-hmm. don't want to do that. You know who they signed as a goalie? Mm-hmm. Alex fucking Stalock. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're trying to tank, and they're doing a real good job of it. <laughs> like the Sharks aren't going to be able to beat that, and they don't necessarily want to because they don't want to suck that hard on purpose. Right. Create a losing culture. Blah blah blah. Okay. So they lost the opportunity to tank the right way this year. So now they're selling the yard for Bedard. Uh, not not really. But if what? GM Hogsdrop would realize you can't beat those teams for a lottery pick. Sure. But you should try to be close and try to be improving. And so I think it would be way more interesting to have a goalie tandem of Kakanen and Hill. Mm-hmm. And see which one of them does better. Right. Yeah. More so than, like, Reimer and then Kakanen's the backup. Mm-hmm. And Kakanen plays, like, I don't know, 20 games. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Like, we know what James Reimer is. He's good. Go let him chase a cup somewhere. Right. The Sharks are not good. Don't try to be good. Mm-hmm. Try to be an interesting, improving, rebuilding team, not a playoff contender. Fuck off. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I think what's weird is like the hype on this draft class was really high. Like people were saying this draft class and next year's is gonna be really good. And then it got really loosey goosey and we'll deal with the draft later. Yeah. But like apparently not. Apparently this draft class wasn't as great as every all the hype was. So maybe it was a good year not to tank, but next year's the right year. I don't fucking know. Right. But that's what I, I think the plan should be. And that's what GM Hogthrob would do. Because you can't compete with the worst teams. Maybe you get lucky in the draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you do what happened in 2020 and you get like a 7. You get a top, in the top 10 right. type of pick. And in a deep draft class, that's a great player. That's Timo Meyer, Miko Rantanen, Matt Barzel, any play in a really good draft class yeah it's a player like that right all right well i feel like that's our like that's the biggest the big trade that's the big one and And i'm excited about lorenz do you have any like the only thing we didn't really address we said like end of the era but like as as uh as a strange pork yeah do you have any like feelings about this trade a lot of people said like oh the sharks got nothing back for it mm-hmm. and i i feel like honestly that's not what it was about right but 
Uh, like I'm you said, curious. it's kind of it's twofold in that I mean, like yes, they're still paying three mil of his contract, but it opens up some cap space. Yeah, I mean five million. Um, and you know, letting veteran players like choose whether or not to stay, like that's kind of even if they could have used Burns, you know, asking Burns like what he maybe wanted. Mm-hmm. That's kind of more important, I think, probably to to the Sharks at this point, especially if they're tanking. If they're like, "Hey, we're not gonna try really this year," <laughs> you know, to make it to the playoffs, like yeah. you can stick around or not. And I think that it's hard for a player that you know is potentially nearing retirement to you know just it's not a waste of a year but it kind of is you know and so the last um, last season for sure was yeah as much as i want burns to be a shark because i think i think because we've talked about this in past episodes Mm -hmm. i'm a little more acceptant of it i was still like when i saw the news definitely like what the fuck no yeah because Brent Burns. Yeah, it's like an identity thing. Like, he's a shark. I'm always going to love Brent Burns. Yeah. With his chaotic pinky suit energy, I just can't <laughs> not... I can't <laughs> not love him. Yeah. And so... I, I think you bring up a great point with it being the end of that era, too. I hadn't really thought about it in that way, but it's such a finality mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. Yeah, no, him leaving is kind of the, the team as you introduced it to me as... Mm-hmm. Is no longer in 2014 when they got reverse swept. Right. Yeah. Welcome to Sharks fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame me for being the fan I am? <laughs> so, but basically, you know, having that that team is not who the team is anymore. And and teams always go through that. Of course, it's never going to consistently be the same team. But the Sharks really held on to the last string. They really did. Think, they, about, think about how far in and how many pieces have dissolved away mm-hmm. before Burns finally goes. Right. No, that's what I, I'm getting at. They had this, like, bedrock that was those players. And then other players would kind of come and go around them, learn from them, whatever. And But they were like, no, we're Sharks. Like, mm-hmm. that's who we are. And then it is still just kind of sad to me that at the end of a career, it becomes this, like, jump around team to team and hope you get lucky kind of situation. It just feels a little cheap. Mm. Um, yeah. I can't blame them. Like, I, I understand it. But it's almost like a sad way to end a career, I think, to, yeah. like, just be chasing a win and then if you don't get it, then the end of your career is just jumping around from team to team until you retire. Like, it's kind of, I don't know, it just doesn't sit right with me. It's just a little like, ugh, how depressing. It's a fair point. Um, yeah. So so I guess that aspect makes me sad, too. Like, when, when Thornton left, it's like, I want him to get. Oh, yeah. I want him to win. You know, like, I yeah. want that for him. Yeah. Um, even Marlo, even that was really bitter. Um, we were we were very salty about that. But still, if he would have won a cup, like that would have been great. Yeah. Um. So I hope Burns gets the success that he wants because I don't want it to be a depressing like fizzle out at the end. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah. but it you know it's still just like bittersweet because he'll always be a shark to me. Mm-hmm. Um. In the same way that Thornton will be, and yeah. Marlowe is, yeah. like, that bedrock of those players will always be Sharks, like, identity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's also just, like, 
I wasn't a fan when I was a kid, but in the way that there are players you remember from that time, yeah. these are the players that I'm going to remember uh-huh. as, like, no, those like those yeah. are the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what the next era becomes, who sticks around and, and who becomes those players, because that's the thing. Burns and Thornton and Marlowe weren't always on the team. Right. They joined one at a time, and then they all stuck together. Yeah. But, you know, those things come and go. Yeah. And we just happened to exist in a time when they were all in the Sharks for yeah. a long-ass time. Yeah, it was it was a really long, big window because Marlowe was always with the Sharks till he left for the Leafs, and then Pavelski was always with the Sharks till he yeah. left for Dallas, and Thornton started off in Boston. But then he was with the Sharks for a long-ass Burns time. Burns was traded for in, like, I think 2010 from the Wild. Like, he didn't... He wasn't a Sharks prospect. So sure. big, big core pieces, two of them were traded for, mm-hmm. and then two of them ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. And then it was Burns and Thornton stayed for a bit. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was it was funky. But, like, yeah, that, that kind of core group of just, like, being on our team for a long-ass time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yes, I'm bummed. But... It's a really good melancholy point, I think. I think you bring up about um, kind of cup chasing at the end. It's, it's an interesting and sort of sad thing, and I, I feel like... It's a. It's only a success story if you win, and yeah. then otherwise it's like. Because you could be like you could be Patrick. Two cases like great examples of this are Patrick Maroon and Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. Patrick Maroon and Corey Perry's already won cups, and he's kind of a shithead. So put all <laughs> that aside. Corey Perry has been to the Stanley Cup final three times in a row mm-hmm. on different teams and lost every time. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Stanley Cup final. Like, got all the way there. And the team lost. And it's not necessarily his fault. He's usually on the fourth line. Right. Patrick Maroon won the cup two years in a row on two different teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah, and, and it's a and bit of a crapshoot that way. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so how much of it is to do with their skill and how much of it is just being on the right team at the right place? And, oh, 100%. Um, right team, right time. Yeah, right team, right time, not right team, right place. I mean, that too. I mean, but, that too, yeah. Um, so, but, like, but, you know, they're usually playing for cheap deals because they've already made all their money and they're trying to go win a championship. Mm-hmm. And the smart thing to do that, like, honestly, Crosby did and... Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning did for for quite a while, and uh, what Colorado looks to be doing is take discounts and let the GM build around a cheaper team. Mm-hmm. And if you can build, like you're still going to get paid, you're just not going to get the extra two million for superstardom. Right. And I'm going to use that two million shave off of my top stars, my top two lines. To fill in the depth pieces on this roster mm-hmm. with good fucking players. Or with really good defensemen. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go chase championships. And that actually makes sense. Right. And when you overpay superstars, a la Edmonton Oilers, mm-hmm. no, you, no one can overpay Connor McDavid. He's fantastic. But... The Leafs are a better example. <laughs> like, um, overpaying Marner, Matthews, and Tavares, and then William Nylander. William Nylander isn't overpaid, but like they they don't have any fucking room, so right. they're stuck. 
Right. And they have they have because they've maxed out all those contracts. And it's not that those players aren't worth it. It's just none of them took a pay cut. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, they can't get out of the first round. I'll be shocked if they ever get out of the second with that group. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't seem like a a good way to win a championship in the cap era. Right. And and I think that ultimately a player who's on a eight year deal for twelve million dollars a year, at the end of it they're gonna be old and slow and they've made all their money and so then they take a cheap deal cup chasing. Yeah. And what's weird about it is in Thornton's case, he actually took reasonable deals. Yeah. And the Sharks kind of built around reasonable deals, but it still didn't pay off in mm-hmm. San Jose, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Until the Brent Burns contract, funnily enough, to bring this all full circle, right, Brent right, Burns' right. Fun- contract was one of the first eight-year deals Doug Wilson ever signed. Because basically, the precedent in San Jose was five-year deals, six-year deals. We don't do eight years here. We don't do max values here. Mm-hmm. I'm building a fucking cup contender. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to overpay players. Right. Thornton and Marlowe matching three-year deals. Like, it's, you know, um, it's finicky. But, like, Thornton was trying to work with Doug Wilson before Marlowe left to, like, get them both signed. He's like, right. whatever number you need to pay me. Like, it's about making the team better. And, right. yes, you're compensated, but you're not, um, you're, you're taking a discount to make the team better. Mm-hmm. And and that was how San Jose did it, but it didn't work. Right. And then they go chase at the end of their career. I mean, career it kind of it it almost worked in that <clears throat> very, era. Very, very close. And then it didn't, yeah. Yeah, they just... they, they But it almost did. They lost the It was the closest they got. Yep. Yeah. And and it did almost work in 2018-19 in with Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. They, they would have beat the Blues. Um, mm-hmm. The Blues just played dirty, and uh, it all went to hell. But um, they got close, but they didn't bring home the championship, and that's the thing they, yeah. they end up chasing. And it, it is kind of this sad, sad narrative. And I also agree with you. I hope that doesn't happen to Birds. I kind of yeah. want the Canes to go win a cup now, weirdly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so my my overall here is I think this trade wasn't about the Sharks really getting something, though. I am interested in Lawrence and McAniemy. Like it'll be interesting, and it'll mm. be interesting to see how they play. But this is about Brent Burns. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great way to frame it. Yeah. Everyone's got kind of their trade grades on it. And they're like, that's all you got, Burr. And I don't feel like... Like, he's a 37-year-old hockey player. I mean, player you and I talked, an too, about, like, yeah, deal. you don't just get Brent Burns away for nothing. Which is why, like, when we talked about him going to the Kraken, potentially, it's like, you can't just, like, make him free agent and let them claim him. Like, that's giving him for nothing to a competitive team. Like, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. This is something. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not like, you know, they're not getting another star it's something, player or anything. And he's a 37-year-old in pro sports. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, w- when, you, when you get to 40, you're a unicorn yeah. if you're still playing in pro yeah. sports, especially in a physical sport like hockey. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady's a fucking unicorn. Mm-hmm. Old dudes don't normally perform that well. Thornton was healthy scratch for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, it's kind of... If, if Brent Burns wins a cup with Carolina in the next year or two years, he's re- probably going to retire. Yeah. If he's smart. Yeah. Because the toll on his body is going to be heavy at that point. Oh, yeah. He has you no go teeth that left. De- <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, I, 
I guess I guess the sharks will buy him a retainer. Hey. <laughs> Only thirty three percent of it. Yeah, thirty three percent. They'll pay thirty three percent of his retainer. The rest comes out of your CBA with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Jesus Christ, we've just talked about Brent Birds for like two hours. No, I was gonna say we should have like a moment of silence, and it'll be a really clear moment for you to like put a marker for when the fuck we stop talking about this. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We can just we just go. So. uh... We talked about the trade and and the return in those players. Um, other moves. Yeah, would you like to do a quick run through of like I'll just say like you, they got you this just, player. Yeah, run and, me like, through the player and then I'll give you a hogthrob hot take. Okay, yeah. Let's do hogthrob hot takes. Hogthrob hot take on this day, July thirteenth, oh. free agency. The Sharks acquire. Luke Coonan. Yeah, that was earlier, but who cares? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was actually 70. Hold on. Uh-huh. You're Never going through the Disregard day. that mess. That's <laughs> fine. On this day, 713, <laughs> they acquire Oscar Lindblom. I don't know about Lindblom, but he seems promising. He is six foot one, right? Yep. yep. And he put up 20 some odd points. How many points did he put up? Uh, yeah, so it was 12 goals, 14 assists, okay. and 79 games. Yeah, that's, so. that's not bad. Getting over 10 goals is a nice little mm-hmm. milestone. Um, how much is he making? Like one point something? No, it's a two point, well, maybe. I have 2.5 for two years. Yeah, okay, so 1.25 for for each year. Yeah, um, and he was a free agent from the Flyers. He's 25 years old. Okay, which is Corsi? 45. Yeah. And he so, shoots left. Mm-hmm. Seems fine. Seems like a good uh, middle six player, like kind of filling in some gaps. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about how this player plays. Um, it's funny. He seems exactly like Rudolph Balsers, mm. who was just bought out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, on paper, what's the fucking difference? Yeah, so I have Balsers' numbers here, too, for last season. Yeah. 11 goals, 12 assists in 61 games. Two less points in fewer games. Right? Mm-hmm. In fewer games. Mm-hmm. We already know what Rudy's like. And he was basically on the same contract. And they bought him out. Yeah, it's a little weird. What the fuck? But maybe the there's something about thing. Lindblom's play that they think's gonna jive better with, uh, you know, whatever Mike Greer's got in mind here. Like... Yeah. I don't know his play style, like, at all, so... I don't... Maybe um, my guess, based on what's been happening, is he's more physical. He's more of a checking forward, and Mm -hmm. Rudy's more of a speedy winger. I I think another team should pick up Bolsers, and I think he's a useful depth piece. Yeah. No, I I mean, those are good numbers. They're comparable. Mm -hmm. So why did you buy one out and not the other? I, yeah. There's a missing. There's something we're not getting here. My guess is it's checking and physical mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, here's the thing: the old regime of Doug Wilson fucking loved its own play. Like, fell in love with their own players, their own system, right. and they weren't very good ever. Rudolph Spalsers was a product of the Barracuda. And Which we've criticized well, in the past. Oh, so. yeah. And the Sharks fucking cleaned house with the Barracuda mm-hmm. way before they fired Bugner. Mm-hmm. They they cleared out that stuff, so John McCarthy is the only one there mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. Um, which I think is a positive, honestly. Um, but that's a whole other thing. 
and we'll talk about that after the draft episode because that's development. Yeah. But realistically, Rudolph we'll go Spal- backwards in time. Yeah, Rudolph Balsers was a hyped, overly hyped prospect that they traded to Ottawa in the Carlson trade, mm-hmm. and then Ottawa waived him, and the Sharks were like, "Claim him, get him yeah. back." And then they got him back, and it was like, "Hey, this guy's Good. useful. Yeah. He's not. He's not incredible, but like." Good, good enough player. Like make, make useful score numbers on the NHLs. Yeah. And and so waving and buying him out, I think is also more of a signal of like, fuck your old toys. I'm going to make my decisions for mm. my team. So you think he's just doing a power move thing? I think there's something there in Rudolph's Balser's game. That Mike Greer doesn't like specifically doesn't like enough to buy him out. Yeah, but yeah, there's a year I don't left. Know. You describing that to me makes me really not like that. That sounds really icky. It sounds like I'm here to make change for the sake of making change, and I'm mm. like, ah. Uh, That's my fear about the Mike Greera yeah. so far. Is I I'm I'm okay with changes. I want changes. Sure. I want interesting. They need shit. changes. They need stuff to change. I'm unclear as, and my fears are that this team is turning into a big, slow goon squad mm-hmm. a la Daryl Sutter in the mm-hmm. late 90s, early 2000s when I first started being a Sharks fan. And let me fucking tell you, those teams were hard hitting. It was the dead puck air era, and it was boring as shit. Like, it, if they're turning into the checking, boring defensive game. Mm-hmm. It's okay in the short term, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm not excited about it, and it's weird. Greer's a former shark, right? Yeah. Do you know, know anything about how he played? He was a checking, penalty killer, uh, fan favorite. Not a not a big point scorer, but not bad. Yeah. Um, allegedly, every time he got a breakaway, he fucked it up and like mm. didn't score or well, lost the puck. I feel like, like we had an episode a while ago where we talked about coaches and how they played versus how they coach. Yes, and that's kind of where I And so, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, like, oh, he was a heavy-hitting kind of player, so he's only, like, getting heavy-hitting players, because what we kind of found is that, like, that's not the case. That's not, like, the coaches... You shouldn't make that assumption. That's not the, what Bob the coaches is about. don't typically... It's not what Rocky Thompson was about. Right, yeah. yeah. So, but <clears throat> it, there is a trend here with, uh, like, Luke Coonan, who I slipped up earlier he seems to be a more heavy hitting forward um and if if that's kind of the the trend of what we're getting to here and you know that said the sharks haven't had that for several years it's not something you or i think is terribly important uh, in a team but also like i don't know we're enough we're in a fuck around and find out kind of era of like in this year like in this coming season yeah. Sure. Fuck it. I don't know. Like yeah. it's fine. As long as they can play hockey. But the problem with the Sharks last year is they couldn't score goals. Yeah. Now, if they're planning to be bad for a year, fine. Fuck it. Whatever. You know, hit hit everything and don't score. But mm-hmm. I don't see how these players help solve the goal scoring problem. Right. Because that was the biggest problem with the Sharks. But I mean, this guy does have twelve goals, fourteen assists. Like that's. Pretty good numbers for 79 games. Decent. Yeah, if you're playing on the third or fourth line. Sure. But if you put this guy... Do you know guy... what kind of line player he is? Like in the past? Yeah, he's, he's kind of like a second six okay. type of dude. I don't know if 
if this is the type of player you put on the second line and he's able to score 20. Sure. If you put him on the first line, the expectation is to win games, mm-hmm. you're going to need him to score He's still pretty 30. young, too, at 25, so... Could develop, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next one, from the Bruins, the Sharks acquire Matt Benning. How tall is Matt Benning? 6'1". Oh, Honey, interesting. you should ask. Huh. Yeah. Uh, he's 28 years old. He signed a four-year, five-mil contract, so it's 1.2 a year. Okay. Um, he shoots right. Okay. Good. Last year on ratings. the Bruins... Zero goals, 11 assists on 65 games played. But his core C4 is 49.8. Okay. So it's possible with Benning. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, you know, looked into his player card from Jay Fresh or some shit. Um, But it's possible that at a higher core C... But no goals. <laughs> He's a decent possession player and can generate shots. Right. Um, and not be a defensive liability. But he needs, like, a decent goal scorer to play with. Mm-hmm. You know, he can be a good complementary piece. Sort of like Balsers or... Balsers, just uh, why did they get rid of Balsers? Not bitter. <laughs> the worst, the biggest casualty of getting rid of Balsers is it means the end of the My Balls Hurt line. Oh, you're right? so right. And and then not qualifying Jonathan Dolan. Um, also, just to clarify, because I was, uh, I realized I didn't actually put their positions. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, they're double check me here. He's so. a defenseman, right? Oh. I don't know why I thought he was a forward. It says defense shoots right, so I'm guessing... Oh. Whoops. Yeah, so important knowledge. So we found Brent Burns' replacement. Haha. <laughs> Matt so, Benning. So at zero goals, that's not as big of a deal. Right. Okay. Derp. Um, yeah. So- Meet your new Brent Burns, everybody. I think it's good. Oscar Lindblom, who we were just talking about, is a left winger. Yeah. So. Yeah. Lindblom is, is a forward. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Matt Benning, defenseman, defenseman, shoots right, 11 assists, 65 games. Unless he's a face puncher and I don't know it. I, I don't know. Sure. Fine. Yeah. Depth piece. Um, the Sharks acquire... Kind of weird for them to get a defenseman, honestly. Mm. But they, they got rid of Milosh, which... I, it's stupid. Right, yeah. They got rid of Malosh and Burns, so. Yeah. Um, all right, so from the Florida Panthers, the Sharks acquire Marcus Nutivara. Nutivara! So Nutivara signed a, a one-year, $1.5 contract. I really like Marcus Nutivara. He's 28 years old. Because... I got him in franchise mode. Yeah. In my hockey game. Yeah, hockey game is 100% great. accurate. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what happens. No, in, in two years, Ryan Merkley will destroy the hey, NHL. Hey, hot dog. Mm? Guess how tall he is. 6'1". 6'1". Oh, good. He meets the height requirement. Yeah. So here's my theory with Mike Greer mm-hmm. is that he, he's just, like, getting players that are all the same height. He's oh. like, what if... What if our problem is height differentiation? Yeah. And what if everyone was six foot one? Six foot one, the perfect amount of inches. We'll be like the Rockets. 
You'll the shark heads. Yeah. If you're yeah, if you're not this height, you won't fit in the uniform. Like I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, that's my new theory. They're just chasing any player that's six, six foot, foot one. Six foot one. I like this. Yeah. I like this a lot. I mean, I don't. It's going to go to shit like in this. just a minute when we go to the next player, but, you know. For now? For it's, now? It's a fun ride. Three players in a row that they've acquired on this day, July 13th. Yeah. Uh, six foot one. It's a wow. trend. Wow. Hashtag six foot one. Hashtag six foot one. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, so. How many? So, Nudivara hasn't played a lot. He's kind of a depth. Yeah, so Peace? this is kind of an interesting thing. So he is a defenseman. Uh-huh. He shoots left. So last season, he only played one game. Okay. And he had one assist. Woo! And that was on the Panthers. Elite. So I went back a little <laughs> bit and was trying to figure out, like, why do you only play one game? Well, I don't know. But in 2020-2021 on the Florida Panthers, he played 30 games. And he had zero goals, 10 assists. Okay. His Corsi 4 was 54.9. Okay. And his, in, yeah. And uh, not this last season, but yeah, season yeah. four. Yeah. In 30 games, so. Okay. So it could be a trend, in addition to six foot one, mm-hmm. that you need decent possession stats and decent shooting. Sure, yeah. That, that, Generating that's shot kinda, attempts. That's kind of, yeah, that is a bit of a trend here. They're all fairly good in the So Corsi. it's possible I, I, my worst fears of like Goonie hit boring mm-hmm. hockey could be dissuaded by like, no, 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 no. We're going after players that are going to fit the model of being like the 2013, 2012 LA Kings, mm. which were possession heavy dark horse analytics candidates that right. then won the cup. Interesting, yeah. Interesting style. It, it, it's possible. That would be the best case scenario with the players that Greer's bringing in right now, I think. So, and, and maybe that's the case. I really like Nudivara. I, I think he has potential, but mm-hmm. I honestly don't have a ton to base it off of. But I, I'm I'm excited to see him. In t- like, this is a player I like. Yeah. Um, for rational region- reasons, and also his, his stats seem pretty decent. And just I don't know, to go give back, him a chance. Just to go back a little further to the 2018-19 season, he actually played a full season, so he had 80 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was this was his like with second the Columbus or third Blue year. Jackets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the Columbus Blue Jackets, 2018. Notable. That's actually his first NHL year. Okay. Um, 80 games, five goals, 16 assists. That's not bad. Yeah. For probably a third pairing defenseman. And his Corsi at that point was 48.6. Yeah. So that's pretty decent. Um, so yeah, fairly good numbers. Mm-hmm. He's six foot one. Perfect. Yes. Like, yeah. Ideal. Uh, got a fun name, Nutivara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elite potential. Totes. Um, okay. On this day, July thirteenth, the Sharks acquire Nico Sturm. Ah, the famous... Finally, a Sturm returns no. to the Sharks. We're just going all nostalgia. Yep. Son, finally, the son of a legendary former Shark. No relation. <laughs> no, absolutely none. Not, not related at all. Um, yeah, Nico, Nico Sturm is a thing? Like, what? Traded from the Avalanche. Okay. He's 27 years old. He signed a three-year, six-mil deal. Six-mil six, six deal. Six-mil deal on six the mil deal. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, so about two mil per year. Okay. Um, he's expensive. Breaking the mold here at six foot three. <gasps> Disgusting. Yeah, oh, he won't no. fit in the uniform, so oh. he's gonna ha- he's gonna get traded. Yeah. Um, oh, he's trade bait. Mm. Trade bait. Give me someone six one. <laughs> Ship his ass out of here. Um. So he's a center. Yeah. He shoots left. Okay. Um. His last season on the Wild, he had nine goals, eight assists, and fifty three games played. Okay. So another kind of like. Low-end score. Like, tell me how any of these guys are different than Ryan Donato. Corsi? Okay. Maybe? Maybe. I'll look look it up. Guess what his Corsi is. Uh, 49. 49-3. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, maybe maybe the Ryan Donato's whole thing was, like, high-skill... Oh, also, sorry, I wasn't 100%. So he was on the wild for the first half of 21-22, and then he got traded Traded to the Avs. Yeah. So the numbers I just gave you were when he was on the wild. So did he... He's a Stanley Cup champion. Wow. He brings cup pedigree. Wow. Notable That's it. That's Stanley why. They, they accepted those extra uh-huh. two inches. Yep. Yep. Because of the... He grew two inches. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> from the cup rings. So his time um, on the abs, though, he got zero goals, three assists, 21 games. vital. Line. Yeah. No goals. I don't even know Still a 49.5 Corsi. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Depth, depth piece. Yeah. On, yeah. On the yeah. Okay. I mean, a depth piece sounds good, but it it seems, um, you know, it seems like he's too tall. So. Yeah, yeah. He's no, going to be It's trade not right. going to work. Nope. Trade deadline. He will be gone. So this next one, unfortunately, is even less on our height uh, train here. But you kind of, like, were intrigued by this player. Yeah. So, um... It's like Matthew Affogato. Very close. <laughs> uh, Andrew Agazzino. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Agazzino is 31 years old. Uh, on so the higher he's, end here. He's... he's Ancient, yeah. yeah a fossil. Um, thir- uh, words. Two-year, point seven. Mill okay. contract. So like a uh entry like the lowest entry level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guess how tall he is? Six one? Five foot ten. What the fuck? <laughs> a thirty one year old five foot ten guy? Yeah. Um, okay. So what's what's most in inter- from the Ottawa Senators too. Oh yeah. So so he's like old balsers. Everyone is balsers. What the fuck? Um, Basically, what's most interesting about this guy when I looked him up is is at the AHL level, the dude scored yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, he was a really, like, career undrafted player, but, like, in the AHL, he did nothing but score goals, put up points. Like, mm-hmm. 40 goal seasons, back to back to back. Like, he, he'd at least put up 50 points every year. Like, top line, fourth, uh, top line AHL player. Those guys don't always make it to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Brian Lurg, and, like, um, I mean, there's just been, there's been so many, like, Sharks, great, for, uh, great AHL players who don't make it to the NHL, or decent ones that the Sharks, for some reason, part ways with, like Ryan Carpenter. Right. Um, but if he's a really good career goal scorer... 
and he's five foot ten. Mm-hmm. And he's thirty one. Is he the new Pavelski? No. Oh, <laughs> no, Pavelski was drafted. Uh, um, but they always talk about how small he was. Yeah, was small and slow. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how he scores goals, but so Agazino's a left winger. He shoots left. Okay. Um. So he's not. Yeah, Pavelski. it was interesting when we were looking at this last year on the Senators. It's like, oh, he only played one game and didn't do shit. Like, there's nothing in there. So when we looked yeah, back, and that's game. when we realized that he was on the AHL Senators team in 2122. Yeah. And in that. In that league, he played 66 games. He got 20 goals, 23 assists. Yeah. Like. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like, I know AHL hockey is different, but, like, 20 goals, 23 assists in 66 games, like, that's pretty boo bananas. Yeah. 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 So, um, and, yeah, like you said, he's an undrafted player. But, yeah, 31 playing in the AHL, like, it's a very interesting Uh history we've got going on here with this guy. I... I would be... I'd love to see him play. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like it'd be interesting if he kind of got a chance on uh, on an NHL squad. If he can... If yeah. he can hack it, this guy has finishing at the AHL level. Now, that's not necessarily the same. Mm-hmm. But when, like, Timo Meyer sucked at shooting... Right. Um, they sent him back to the AHL. To yeah, be like, and, this is what you work on. To and score I wonder more if goals. that's what's going on with this guy. Because looking at his history, his career stuff here. Yeah, he plays like five games and then back to the NHL. Yeah, he's like on the NHL. Let's see. So, like, most recently, 2020, 2021, he's on the Anaheim Ducks. Um, same. In, so, he's on the Ducks on the NHL mm-hmm. from 2019, 2020, 2020, 2021. And then he goes to the AHL in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, the goals. But. On the Anaheim team, like, he only played five games, got one goal, three games, no goals, one assist. Like, it's pretty minor, like, hardly any yeah. um, time. He was on the Pittsburgh Penguins before he was traded to Anaheim. 17 games played, no goals, two assists. Okay. Then so that's a longer stretch. He's on the Penguins AHL before that. So he's, like, on AHL teams, and then he goes up to the NHL. And yeah. he goes back to the AHL, back up to the NHL. Yeah, he's, like, first call-up, but then doesn't do enough, I guess. Or maybe he's just not the type. <laughs> I think part of the problem is maybe, like, let's say this guy's, like, a speedy winger goal scorer guy. Mm-hmm. And and then he's being he's playing fourth line minutes in the NHL, which is defensive zone starts mm-hmm. and you have to do, you have to work a lot harder to generate a scoring chance. Mm-hmm. Um you're not on the power play like What if they just put him on the Barracuda? They might. <laughs> but he's at his his contract's at what, one point two or something? It's like He's like being paid. Oh, no, he's minimum. So he might just be a Barracuda player. Or he's going to have the same shit happen that's happened his whole career where he gets called up for like three games for the Sharks. It's kind of a weird, like... It's a weird pick. It's a weird signing. I don't get this For a 31-year-old player that's like a, a decent AHL player with like hardly any NHL like experience or like... Because, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at this trend. He's, like, on the Colorado Eagles, called up to the Avalanche. And then he goes to the Penguins, AHL, calls up to the Penguins. Like, it's it's this uh-huh. trend of, like, 
AHL to NHL, and then back to the AHL. Yeah, it's like the first call-up, but he never sticks. Yeah. It's strange. I, I, I don't get this one. No, I don't really but either. But I'm curious. I mean, maybe... Maybe there's something there. I, I, I'm, yeah. Or I, maybe, like you said, because they've cleared out the Barracuda a little bit, maybe they were just like, this guy's decent, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, like. Well, the bar- so, like, they cleared out the staff. Sure, 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 <laughs> but I mean, maybe, but maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah. They do need, they do need some players to play in the Barracuda, and how they choose to develop will be very interesting. Yeah. Um. Are they going to play all their top prospects in the NHL or not? I don't know. But that's mm-hmm. that's essentially all the moves we have yeah, on that's, this team Yeah, that's everything so that really happened today, yeah. And, and I think all these other players fit a similar mold of, like, decent possession stats. They're pretty large, except for Captain Affogato. Yeah. Not his name. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> um, but... It seems like, I don't know the physicality on all of them, but they're all large, decently productive possession players that haven't fully broken out yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's something to their game, but it seems like they all need a finisher. The problem is Sharks don't have scoring. Right. And maybe that's intentional. I don't know. Yeah. But that's that's the mold of who they've gotten so far. Yeah, it's kind of weird... Like some yeah. interesting prospects. It's but, Greard. Oh, keep it Greard. Keep baby. it Greard. Um, yeah, I I'm intrigued by some of these players. I would like to see them play now that I've looked into them a little bit. But I'm not like, OMG, they got okay. like Nutivara maybe like interesting prospects. Want to see them play? Don't really like have. We don't know what they are yet. No. Because these are like third and fourth liners from other teams yeah. around the league. And yeah. honestly... I've heard Nutivara's name. That's yeah. as far as it goes. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's a unique name, though. When you hear the announcers say it, you're like, oh, interesting. And that's all. That's as far as it goes for I me. I mean, Nutivara sounds like a lovely dark chocolate nougat bar. And I yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a, like a, like a, like a fig bar. Fig bar. Yeah, like really? something because it reminds me of fruit nutivara. It's almost like fruity. <laughs> fruity. Why bar. would nutty be nutty? Why uh, would nutty be fruity? But like okay, that's ridiculous. Strange point. But like there's like nutrigrain bars, which are like fruit bars. Mm, have you tried nutrivein bars, oh, bro? What about nutrivari? <laughs> Nutrivascular bars, bro. Oh, don't make it weird. Make it weird. Ah! <laughs> Bring it around town. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> that's free agency day. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. We got it all covered. Yeah. Hundred percent accurate. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. No. I mean, like, yeah. We have we have stats and shit. I have paper that I wrote on. I have I have one final one final thought okay. on free agency day. Two final thoughts. Wow. Wow. You lied to me. doubled my thoughts. Okay, great. At least one of our brains is working. Sharks didn't sign Mason Marchment. He goes to Dallas. Bit Mm. of a bummer. It would have been cool, but it would have been very just sentimental Mm -hmm. um, after Brian Marchment suddenly passed away. Um, That that just would have been a neat thing. Right. But, oh well. 
Um, but that's kind of like our sentimental sharks, like also, fandom stuff, he, over, he, more he over like up, potentially what Greer's trying to. He put, put together. up like seventy points playing as a third liner. Mm-hmm. It was or like seventy point pace. Like he scored a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a stacked Florida team, so everyone's kind of like he's a gamble. And honestly, I think the Sharks could use some scoring. But yeah. whatever. Didn't happen. But that's not the Greera. Exactly. Greera doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> yep. Um, my second thought is that this free agency so far for the Sharks, even though the return on the Brent Burns trade isn't terribly set, it's not like three first-round picks and something great, it hasn't been any terribly wrong moves. Mm-hmm. And for a new GM, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not, we're not, I mean, you know. I, mean, I guess if, we, I can't say that I know they're not wrong moves. Like, we don't know yet, marks. but like they're low risk because all these players are like on a million a year or yeah. something. It's really, really low. And so you can bury, or bury, but you can put a, a, a player making, you know, a million or less or whatever on the Barracuda mm-hmm. and then the 1.1 million of their salary won't cap count towards the cap. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't work out with some of these guys, you wave them. Right. Send them to the Barracuda. It doesn't count against the cap. You're fine. Um, it's, it's a lot of low risk moves right now. And that makes sense for this team in a sure. lot of ways. I don't know that it's terribly exciting, but there are no disasters. Mm -hmm. The disasters would be to, like, go try and sign, I mean, I don't know, Johnny Goodrow's a good young player, but, like, go try and sign some grizzled veteran for a cup run. Like, no, this is not a playoff team. Yeah, no. Like, uh, what the fuck? Um, That wouldn't make any sense. Or trading away draft picks or trading away X, Y, Z thing for, for... yeah, it seems like the right direction. It's not. It's definitely not the wrong one. Yeah. So that's a positive. You have any uh, any takeaways, Strange Pork? Yeah, I mean, uh, not to necessarily open up a new topic per se, but like we talked about balsers a lot. I know you're bitter. Yep. You know. My balls are bitter. Uh, your balls hurt. Also, um, Dolan like. Dolan got hurt, and he was the rookie of the year from how he was playing right. early in the season. Well, so and it's also the end of the My Doll Cooch line, yeah. which is what I coined and everyone hated, Yeah, understandably. <laughs> it's disgusting. So you mentioned Balsers uh, being waved and bought out, Malosh being released, but we didn't really talk about Dolan being released. and so Yeah. Because um, it was clear, like, he got a shoulder injury and then didn't score basically after mm-hmm. that. Like... He's had a long, slow path to the NHL, and he he really broke out in the first part of the year with the Sharks. And yeah. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't try again. It's low risk, but he's not. Oh, is he under six foot one? Oh fuck! Let's presume if he's under six foot one. Oh, my phone's and he's dead. Not a physical forward. My phone is elsewhere. I'm gonna go ahead and say. Oh, you just making He is too short. Mm-hmm. To be part of Mike team. Why the fuck is Andrew Afogato? Yeah. Captain Afogato on Captain this team. Afogato. Agazino. <laughs> it's not even remotely close. <laughs> I mean, I like Captain Afogato. Yeah. Like, Cappuccino Afogato. 
Whatever his number is needs to be Affogato related. Like, I don't care. Okay. I'm going to make it work. (laughs) Um, I don't know why he's on the team. Trade bait. Mm, Trade bait. Yeah. Everyone's going to want to trade for this NHL guy. I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just you have to be (laughs) six foot one to be in the NHL. Mm hmm. So he can he can be on the Barracuda five foot ten. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that was my last thought, I guess. Um You know, I heard this is really stupid. Oh, I, I see heard, it on your face. Yeah, I'm okay. But it's worth it, I swear. I heard an interview with Paul Maurice, who's the new coach of the Florida Panthers, and he actually sounds like a really great, thoughtful, insightful person. And when he was talking about playoff games, he was like, it's not a battle of a mile. It's a battle of inches. And that's exactly what my yeah. career is looking to win yeah. is the battle of inches. Six, foot, Six one inch. foot one inch. 73 inches is the perfect amount of inches. Do you just do that math in your head real fast? I'm so smart. Wow. Tequila makes me smart. Um... 73 inches. Here we go, BB. Yeah. I wonder when my career was born. Was it 1973? <gasps> it's all connected! <laughs> uh, okay. The conspiracy. That's why they re-signed Noah Gregor! Oh, oh my god! Oh! It works! <laughs> no one understood why! I've cracked the code! 73. <sighs> they don't belong to me. Noah damn. Gregor. Sorry, this is your closing thoughts that I no, just I'm, totally I'm 100% around. okay with this. Okay. Oh, um, I just figured it all out. Yeah, you're just you're going down that conspiracy rabbit trail right now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, man. The Mike Greera is looking weird, but we're going to keep... Weird. Peep, keep, yeah. Keep the Greera is looking weird. Yeah. I think it's one of the... Like, we're in the Mike Greera, and we're keeping it greered. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. We'll patent it. Patented it. Patent. I'm Hashtag six foot one. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at mdrobinmitts. And on Instagram at mubbizrobinmitts. Fluff muffin. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that meow came through. He's so quiet, though. Yeah, yeah, meow. Yeah, you've been so good. He was snoring earlier. You were snoring earlier. I heard it. Me too. I was almost afraid you died for a second. I legit. Right after you bought the insulin. (laughs) It was so (laughs) dumb. But I was like, because he was like coughing and hacking. And then he was like very still. And I almost couldn't see that he was breathing like earlier. (laughs) But you kept podcasting. What a trooper. No, I kept watching him and I eventually saw him breathe. But I was 100% like, I swear to God, if my fucking cat dies tonight, I'm going back to the pharmacy and being like, I used this once and my fucking cat died. (laughs) So... (laughs) Give me my money back. Like $280 for fucking insulin for my cat. Yeah, you.